Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Wife Ashley is back to talk about sex while pregnant as well as changing body image. G revisits his pregnancy sex fetish with Ashley and I get a chance to experience full swap play with RJ. And we're back at the sex apartment. RJ and Ashley, welcome back again, guys. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having us back. We love it here. (laughs) We love having you here. We touched briefly in our unzipping in the Red and Lacey interview about body image. And when Lacey talked to me about having had children, having struggled to get back some positive self-esteem and then getting into the lifestyle and what that meant for her when the mics were off, I just felt it was so important to touch on that in our unzipping. After that episode aired, you guys reached out to us and talked about how meaningful that episode was to you guys because, Ashley, you're going through something very similar and you're actually kind of right in the midst of it. Before we get into the post-pregnancy, let's dig into lifestyle pregnant. It's so hard to have this conversation, like not look at him with his smirk (laughs) on my face. (laughs) Prior to getting pregnant, how active were you guys in the lifestyle? We became pretty active in the lifestyle in general. In our past podcasts, we talked about our activity in the club versus also starting to bring that extracurricular activity into our home as well or other homes, I guess we'd say. One of my favorite stories is you. Yes. We're tied up in someone else's home. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Mine too. That picked up quite a bit. I would say our activity level with the guy that is my regular and who I quite often right up to the pregnancy that was at least weekly, I'd say weekly clubs, maybe once, twice a month. How far into this weekly activity did you figure out that you actually were pregnant? We knew that we were going to be trying to get pregnant. So we initially paused the lifestyle for a minute. Thankfully, that didn't take very long. (laughs) We high fived and yeah, I walked by her, gave her a high five, and next thing you know, she's pregnant. So that was just before we went out to dinner <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> yep. We were literally yeah. getting ready for dinner to meet with you guys, and I was in my closet putting on a pair of shorts that I literally just wore the week before, and I was having a full blown breakdown in the closet that I couldn't button the shorts. RJ was very adamant that I was pregnant, and I was like, no, no way. No, There's no way. There's no way. It's like, yeah. You're pregnant. And the shorts were one of the first things to tip him <laughs> off. And then, you know, some of my random crying in the weeks to follow. But he, so he, he knew before I knew for sure. You had taken a break in the lifestyle at that point. When you find out you're pregnant, what's your decision making process there to continue or hold off? 
this is my first child. So I was very nervous with a lot of new mom thoughts and fears and anxieties of what continuing this activity could do to the baby. What what could it do to me, my health, especially early on? I was new mom, point blank, afraid of losing the baby. So I think I threw that wall up pretty fast and was like, we need to hold on a second. We had taken a little bit of a break knowing we're going to try to have a baby. We both did not think we'd get pregnant that quickly, but I don't think it phased us in a negative way to keep that wall up a little bit longer until I felt comfortable. We were further along. I felt good. I felt confident. Things with my health were okay. Any pushback through that process, RJ? No, actually not. We have 100% confidence in each other. We support each other completely. She's my ride or die. If she's not in it, I'm not in it. And if I'm not in it, she's not in it. We came up to an agreement of, you know what, we're just going to put this on pause. We're going to focus on ourselves. We're going to focus on this baby and we're going to do what we got to do. If something comes up, change our minds. So be it. At that point, we put that wall up and it was, we were focused on ourselves. And what I really, really appreciated was the wife of my regular prepped him. She used her own pregnancy experiences to forewarn him or let him down easy, prepping him, thinking that she's pregnant. I I think this is going to pause for a little bit and that they needed to change some things and make some changes to their dynamic and what they were going through and how they were feeling, knowing that I was out of commission. And she really prepped him to think that I was not going to do this the whole pregnancy. So to prep him for. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah, she did that. And and so he seemed very prepared. They were both very excited for us, but he let on right away that he was prepared to take a step back. Uh, He respected that, you know, obviously for me to let him know if, you know, I needed anything and and he means that in a sincere way. Dick, let me know. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> he was very sincere, but she helped me a lot with that. She, she prepped him to know that this, Hey, there's a chance this could be definitely the whole nine months and possibly months and months okay. after. And, and the nice thing about them too, is we are also vanilla friends with them as well. So nice. we can hang out with them anytime at any place. And it doesn't have to be all sexual, all lifestyle all the time. We can actually go out and like hang out with our families and go do stuff and have it not be sexual at all. That's really great. That is one of the perfect things about the lifestyle and the friendships that we build. At what point during the pregnancy foreshadowing here. I kind of know the answer. (laughs) At what point during the pregnancy did you change your mind to feel that you were prepared for activities? Feeling more comfortable. Yeah, it was pretty much her mindset. It's like whatever she, however she was feeling, I was kind of just coasting and letting her dictate anything and everything. Just because I obviously felt fine. Just so you guys know, I felt fine through the pregnancy. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, I was, you were okay. I was fine. Doing I was okay? fine. I know, I'm sitting That's here good. thinking about this. <laughs> so, yeah. Sitting here listening to him. I'm like, oh, I'm glad he has so much to say about this. <laughs> Please tell us how you felt. <laughs> your, your point of view is very important. Yeah. But no, I, I let you dictate all that stuff because it's like I wanted you to be the one in charge if we got back to anything at all, because that wasn't, that choice was not mine. So I think there's two parts to what I was thinking through this process. And of course you're very hormonal. And I went through phases of not wanting to do this and focusing on just him and I, and this baby we're about to bring into the world, because this is a big moment. This is something I thought we should be sharing together. And in my, I kept having these breakdowns of if we're including other people or we're branching out during this time period, like this is not that we don't know right now that there'll be any other future babies. But if there was, I don't think that we felt like this was taking away from the experience with the baby we were carrying. I just kept thinking of the negative impacts of the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and the memories we would have on that experience looking back. 
You know, yeah. did we grow together during that experience or did we not because we branched out during that? And so sure. I kept going back and forth and back and forth because I kept thinking it was somehow going to affect him and I's relationship, the strength and the bond between like the parents we were growing to be during that pregnancy because we still had this lingering craving yeah. in the back of our minds. That craving was still there and I think we both just weren't ready to completely cut it off. There were times where we were still very sexually active, still had that strong sex drive. It wasn't that what we were doing in the bedroom wasn't enough. It's just, again, that's part of who we are now. And that craving is still there. And the bond and relationship him and I have that we we, we still wanted that. We, we still wanted that. We still wanted to bring that into our relationship. And we just needed to find a way to make that work comfortably. Yeah. So at what point did it finally click that, okay, this craving's too strong? RJ's a big fan of stories and pillow talk. So we were trying to implement past experiences in the lifestyle in the bedroom. That wasn't doing it. <laughs> that only just made it work. Like the craving, it, that wasn't yeah. helped. It, it really just kind of, we were on simmer there for a little bit. Yeah. And then we'd talk about stories, still continue our bucket lists. Then that simmer was like full flame, you know, and then you can't do anything about it because, you know, you're at home and we weren't out at a club. Well, that was the thing too. We st- we stopped going to the club altogether. I'd ch- like to have his child. <laughs> <laughs> With the changes and everything. Yeah. She didn't feel comfortable being out in public and especially going to a club. In that atmosphere, sure. Yeah. Even though we all know that, well, for the most part, it's non-judgmental. Hell, we, we actually had this discussion and I did try to let you know that, you know what, this... <laughs> Very few people are going to care, but you're right. There would be one or two that would, there would be the whispers and yes, it's, but, it's natural that, for people to they, have that those opinion. Those are the people and, that ruin it for everybody else. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, and I we, agree with the ruin it for everybody else, but we'll dig into that later. <laughs> 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 yes, because we contacted you guys and did the typical celebratory, we're pregnant text and things like that. But we also were like, so what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We had discussed that something more private or intimate outside yeah. of the club was probably the way we should bring this in. And we, we said, were- boy, we have a great idea. We have a podcast. How'd you like to come on? <laughs> and we did avoid the pregnancy talk during the podcast for those of you who are like counting the weeks back to, <laughs> to when we out. had them on. But Waddled my way right into the sex apartment. <laughs> Might have been a little breathy at times, but I just chalked that off to you just really excited to talk to me. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. We paused a couple of times. For Tums, <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> but you did. You did reassure me, though, multiple times. We we talked about how we could keep this going. And I asked for advice on what your opinions were about me going to the club. Unfortunately, I by the time we approached you guys, I was definitely showing. Mm-hmm. You know, little, things just like... Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we needed not your... something I'm complaining about. <laughs> we'll dig into that later. <laughs> I remember being like, who's going to want to be with me when I look like this? <laughs> Again, we'll dig into that yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, might as well do that you, now. Have you noticed that G is... <laughs> <laughs> Chomping at the so, <laughs> so what you didn't know when I got that text of, hey, we're pregnant, the congratulations towards you was also congratulations towards me because <laughs> I have a huge pregnancy fantasy. When you mentioned that you guys wanted to hang out, it was with extreme eagerness that we were very down to do so. G told me that he used to watch pregnancy porn also, just FYI. So, I mean, this is Can't legit. Confirm. Like, the, he's oh. not just not just saying things. Well, for, like, future reference, tell them that kind of stuff. Because I was 
nervous. I was freaking out. I didn't know what you were thinking. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what other men were thinking. I didn't know about, not that I didn't know that these fetishes don't exist or that in with you, I wouldn't go as far as saying a fetish, but like you said, it was on your bucket. You would. would, Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Yep. 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 And it probably would have boosted my confidence a little bit because then I wouldn't have felt like I did. I just, I don't know. I kind of felt awkward and odd one now a little bit. Pregnancy is uncomfortable period. And to be completely honest, I didn't want to make it sound like the only reason you were here was because you were pregnant because <laughs> I enjoy you both pregnant and unpregnant, just to be clear. <laughs> yes, because we have hung out together pre-pregnancy. pre-pregnancy. Yes, so, yes yeah, for the record. <laughs> you, you were very high on my list either direction. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could assist in yes. you fulfilling. I, I, and I appreciate the effort there. It was good, a good support. Thank you. And let it be known that the pregnancy fetish slash fantasy is not for everyone because the guys out there that do have that, that's awesome. I learned the hard way that it's not for me. We had tried several times to later on in the pregnancy to get intimate and have our fun. And I struggled with that and that sucked. And she took it personally, obviously, for obvious reasons. I kind of took it as like slap in the face myself too. Like what's wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you're, you're looking at her going, yeah, you're unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And, it, what and the that's hell? the thing. It has nothing to do with the way she looks. It's like, wow, she's glowing. She's pregnant. She's gorgeous. Like everything is like perfect. And it's just when you get to that point, there's just something that just like clicks in your mind and it just doesn't work. And I found this article that talked about men. This is not uncommon especially with significant others. At the same time, I was all for her still having fun, even though I wasn't able to do that. It wasn't about her. It was just about something that was going on in my head. He did give me the freedom and the ability to go and get what I needed elsewhere if that really was what I needed. So then my memo to, to other women is just like RJ saying, this this fetish exists you know, for other men, but it didn't for him. It's the same thing with women. I had a lot of people make comments to me about being pregnant, like, oh, you're going to be horny all the time. Oh, you're going to want sex all the time. And I was like, cool. Can't wait. Can't wait for What's that. new? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I thought, yeah, I have a high sex drive as is. So I was like, wow, okay, what's this going to be like? And so it was a little bit of a letdown that I did not feel like that in the beginning. A little bit, I guess, as the hormonal changes were occurring a little bit, I, I think towards RJ, I was. I was so happy to be pregnant. I was so attracted to him for, mm-hmm. you know, getting me pregnant. I don't know. I think I, I think I had this strong intimacy in the beginning towards RJ more so than strange increase in sex drive. Yeah, I would advise other women that that's not always the case for everybody and don't get down on yourself about that because I started to. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I feeling like that? And that unfortunately played a big part in how RJ was feeling with what he's talking talking about. And it was one minute I was up for it. The next minute I wasn't one minute I was sick. Next minute I wasn't one minute I was, you know, had aches, pains and waddled. And other times I tried my best to hide it because I I did have that want, that need, that craving. And and that just wasn't something that really could jump on board with. I think it was just strictly the sex part, because whenever you would go down on me, things were working just fine. The factory was open for business. And And I can understand why. (laughs) (laughs) but then as soon as we would get in a position to have sex and i'd go to put it in there and then all of a sudden it's like oh well i guess we have a wet noodle now it just sucked i felt bad because i wasn't performing for her and then i felt bad because i knew how she would take that 
even though it wasn't personal toward her, I knew that she would take it that way because, I mean, what woman wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Right. Especially you have your sober husband in bed with you. Yeah, it's not like it's a whiskey no, dick yeah, inc- incident. No. It's not like, so it's, it's, this is, you know, it's supposed to be an intimate moment between the two of you and you can't give her that. So that played heavily on my mind too. So I think I took some of that into the bedroom with me when I was at a point in the pregnancy where I felt good enough about myself and how I was feeling to insert myself back into the lifestyle for that part of the pregnancy that lingered on my mind a little bit because I was like, great, what if this next person it reacts like my husband is reacting yeah. and that was just going to kill me. I was, I kind of set myself up before we went into it that that was a possibility, but gee, <laughs> that was different. Glad I could help. Yeah. He, <laughs> He told me Thanks for having beginning. my back. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. That wasn't going to happen. No, like seriously, anytime. All right. <laughs> Not pregnant. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, either way, either way. All right. I'm here. <laughs> you said that it was a difficult moment for you leading into that event. And it would have been better had I mentioned to you that, yeah, this is on my list. And yes, please come here quickly and let's do this now. What was going through your mind through that process? Nessa touched on, on it right from the start is body image is, is the biggest thing you're watching your body change. And it really changes so much faster so than, yeah, it's yeah. very quick. So it can seem very drastic. You're feeling that way and you're having those emotions. You're constantly questioning what the other person is going to feel or think. And so when I say that, like if, if you were to have told me those things maybe you should chime in a little bit about like what part of the pregnancy fetish like what what you like the firmness of everything is something that really i don't know if you remember but i touched you everywhere constantly the whole time hand on every part that i could definitely yeah. Well, and Nessa even touched on a previous podcast about hearing the, oh, you're so beautiful, you're perfect, you're glowing, you're amazing from your significant other as being almost obligatory. Mm-hmm. And it's not. But when she hears it from me every day, in her head, she's like, well, he's just saying that because he's my husband. Yep. Right. And so but it's nice. Say, Welcome to my nightmare. When you're pregnant, <laughs> you hear that a lot. Also, you roll your eyes. The next person who says, oh, you're such a beautiful pregnant woman or whatever. Whatever. You hear it a lot and then you wonder if I must look terrible because they're really overdoing the whole you're a beautiful mm-hmm. pregnant woman thing. You really overthink and it. Yeah, you really do. Being pregnant, especially once you're showing, you know, everybody starts talking to you about being pregnant, about how you look, about how you're glowing, about all of these things. And then they'll start asking you, are your ankles swelling? And are, you know, like all these other things that go along with it, which I feel like sometimes people say things to to be nice. When they say things to be nice, it comes off as, oh, they don't really truly, it's not genuine. Correct me if I'm wrong. That night was also another first for you guys as a couple. Wow. I totally forgot about that. We touched in our podcast. We had not full swapped. Uh, You were, as a matter of fact, very adamant that you guys were not full swap and didn't know when you would get there. Correct. Well, (laughs) newsflash, we got there. We got there. (laughs) (laughs) This was actually very well planned by you guys leading into this. I 100%. I think that the pregnancy helped that because RJ and I both had different feelings about what we weren't able to give each other at that moment of time during the pregnancy and wanting each other to both benefit from swapping. Full swap. Yeah. Yeah, It was a perfect alignment. This is how we can give each other these other things. And we went for it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course I was very happy with the decision. Very happy with the situation. (laughs) Ecstatic. Can't wait to do it again. 
<laughs> One of my big concerns during it was Ashley's pregnant and they're going for this for their first time. I don't know about you, Nessa, but I, I was a little in the back of my head was I was waiting for. All right, stop. We did have a discussion that that could happen. And if it does, we get it. Stop. That's cool. And I really appreciate that, that you had that conversation ahead of time, that that was a possibility. But what's really weird, and I'm, I'm really going to attribute this to the pregnancy, but when it was happening and even right after, I loved every second. I was finally seeing things through RJ's eyes I, when I would look over and see the things he likes to see. I enjoyed seeing him with someone else. You know, I enjoyed hearing Nessa make the same sounds I do over the same things. And I know what she's feeling. I know what she's thinking. And that that was a rush. I liked that. I loved our ride home just talk, to talk about every little detail. And I was still riding that high. The next day, I actually had like a major breakdown. I had a very hard time. I didn't necessarily break down on RJ as much because I really didn't want him to feel guilty about it. We do have other friends that you know we confide in, and I did confide in a couple of people that I felt that I made a mistake. I really think this was hormones. And again, I went back on, I'm in this first time pregnancy. This is such a big moment in my life. And I threw this in here with that. I really did at the time felt like that didn't bring us closer together. This actually pulled us apart. What about this time? This is supposed to be this time between him and I, and we're growing this baby and all this stuff. So I really like 24 hours later, really, really struggled, had had a really, really hard time. I didn't feel like that long. I mean, that, that next day was really, really hard. I do think I mentioned to you, like, I was like, I am not not ready to, to talk about it and talk about if this was going to happen or get, again or not because I didn't feel confident in my feelings and the emotions that I was having. And he just kind of checked in later. We talked about during pillow talk or normal conversation of where my head was at, where my heart was at. It had gone away. I didn't feel like that. Clearly, I don't feel like that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, definitely not pregnant anymore and feeling much, much more stable, I should say. Props to you. And that's awesome that you guys had the ability to communicate through that whole situation and get through it. And now you're here on the other side. So now we're on the other side. (laughs) Now we're on the other side. (laughs) Oh, look at that smile. (laughs) We have the baby. We don't. You do. Thank God. Not me. Beautiful baby. We have this episode. It's out for maybe four hours before we get a text from you. Appreciating the fact that we brought up Lacey was having a hard time dealing with the body changes that she went through after having a baby. What was going through your head when you heard that? Well, I felt like I was very slowly getting my body back. RJ and I's relationship was improving. Our sex life, our bedroom activity was improving regularly, almost rapidly. Oh, it went right back to full swing. (laughs) I mean, as soon as we got the go ahead, I was like, let's do this. And we had no issues. That boosted my confidence and it just took off. We were back and if not better than ever. The only thing we slowly dabbled back into was the lifestyle. We just wanted to slow, like we Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that what we had was still stable and strong before we started branching out and doing the stuff that we were doing before. Body image was the biggest thing on my mind where I was comfortable with RJ in the bedroom. Was I going to be confident enough to whip off my shirt in front of other people again? And I will say sitting here right now, we constantly talk about a time frame of going back to the club and I don't feel that I'm there yet. That probably just because of the amount of people that are there or the environment, Mm -hmm. I guess. When I heard the episode, it was like, oh, this is exactly what I need right now because it showed me there's hope. It doesn't end 
They, they, they go back, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm, you know, only a few months postpartum. So yeah. this is very new. Like this is only a few months and I've made it to this point and I'm taking that as like small victories. I mean, I don't know if anybody else is, but to me that's helping me. And I'm like, well, if I did this in a few months and listening to that episode, I, you know, I do feel I can get back into that environment. And I think it's just going to be a work in progress. And yeah. I've said this in the podcast before, like it's, you know, if you want to be on that, that journey with me and ride it out with me, it's only going to get better. Now, how about your regular? Have you talked to, been involved with? Yes. How has that been going for you? Really good. <laughs> like I'll just chi- I'll just chime in and answer for you. It's been awesome. He he's fantastic. She has such a great time with him. They just click sexually. They just yeah. click. They get it. They have a lot of fun. They enjoy each other's time, and it works perfectly. Just like my involvement with RJ, it's not comparable by all means. I mean, there's if I ever get into a situation that it's comparable, there's something wrong because I just don't feel that anybody could touch the attraction RJ and I have to each other, the compassion level and just the, the connection intimacy. that we have. Yeah. We, I just don't, I really just don't. So maybe that's what keeps me confident in the lifestyle because I am so confident in us and all aspects of our relationship. I don't know what it has been since having the baby, but I feel my relationship and my sexual relationship with the regular has improved. I don't know that I could tell you why, unless it's just that we went a prolonged time period without each other and without doing things. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, okay, I can again. And so you right now we're still acting on those urges of what has been pent up from the time apart, but it seems like it's just getting better and better. I was talking to his wife the other day and I told her that our comfort level over this time span has just grown and grown and grown. It's not just the sexual connection between him and I, but our comfort levels. And so the nerves are all gone. Like Mm -hmm. all this stuff that you had in the beginning, pre-pregnancy like is gone. And so it's, I totally love that I can just be in a t-shirts and a pair of shorts. I don't have to doll up every time we're going to do something together. It's all coming off anyway. So, you know, like (laughs) we're just getting to that point now that we're growing and we're growing and we're growing and it's only getting better. And so I think that was the only reason that post-pregnancy I was ready to jump in as quickly as I was is because of our relationship yeah, and comfort level was that I felt that I could expose myself to him like that. And I probably was tuned in a little bit more than normal of his reactions to certain things. So Mm -hmm. I could like see like, oh, if he looked at me one way, would that be a sign to me that I need to lose a little more weight? I don't know. I kept telling myself that if he looked at me a certain way or he did something different, it would show me like, oh, I need to you know lose more weight here in this area, or he doesn't like how this looks anymore. And I didn't get really any of that at all. He has children, you know, his wife has had babies and he's done this. He's gone through that. And he said something to me the other day about how I talk about like this journey that we're on. He says that it's beautiful in its own way to watch the woman in your life go through these stages and change over time. And and sometimes it's empowering. It's sometimes it's it, that in itself is beautiful to watch you fight through it because it is, it's a fight. It's a constant fight to fight, to have that body back, to have yeah. that life back, to find that balance. There's a lot of things that women do that men just don't. And that's, we're men and women for that reason. That's admirable to to a man to watch a woman fight to get her body back. Do you feel he's been helpful in helping you build back that positive body image and uh, self-esteem? Yeah, definitely. I actually felt that it helped RJ and I more than him and I, because you feel like your husband is almost obligated to tell you that you're looking great today and you're doing better. And I see those five pounds gone, you know, and you're like, you 
really, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For some reason, when it, it's your significant other, you think they're just saying that. They're just saying that. And so I think that when I would hear it from him, it reflected in our relationship as well, of course. I don't have that intimacy level with this right. other person like that. You know where that line is. Mm-hmm. And so I never really crossed that intimacy level with this person. So him telling me or complimenting me like that doesn't make me just melt in his arms. And be, oh my goodness. And that, you know, whatever. Instead, when he would do things like that, I was thinking of RJ. I couldn't wait to get back to him knowing that, okay, you weren't just saying that. (laughs) I kept thinking about, oh my gosh, this is how he looks at me, or this is what I'm doing, or that was benefiting my relationship with RJ and our sex life at home between him and I than the regular. It got there, of course. It definitely benefited that as well. So a few weeks ago, we had plans for tonight. You reached out and said, hey, before we go out to do what our plans are that night, can we play first? Me always having the desire to do the reverse dating as yes. I, another bucket list item on his list. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Got quickly said yes that sounds great didn't check with nessa but he yes yes that's good yes we'll do that so this is what we're doing tonight nessa <laughs> Nessa's such a go with the flow girl you know that she is and i'm very thankful for that oh i'm kind of a planner in general so it was kind of nice for me to, to get a plan like in place we do catch ourselves typically playing after a date same thing in a club scenario after you have a couple mm-hmm. drinks with somebody and we've played around with the idea of playing first, first. and then yeah. enter a vanilla scenario after you have this pent-up tension a little bit of mm-hmm. what you just did together and you're you're kind of riding a high together mm-hmm. you know and what will that bring what will that feel like and yeah. I'm um, still riding that high, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> still going. I don't know about you guys, but I think it changed the interaction between us throughout the night or like your nerves. I agree. I think the nerves were gone. I, For me, I'm so much a I easier can't, after I will play. say you completely opened up and yeah. were chatty all night when yeah. it typically takes you a couple of drinks to get to that point. <laughs> and I was just sitting there watching you go, wow, you ch- you're talking a lot. I, 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 I'm, surprised. <laughs> I'm happy you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it ruins it a little bit. You don't actually enjoy the date or whatever you've decided to do together because mm-hmm. all that's on your mind is, well, when we get yeah. back, what do we want to do? How do we want to do How this? How are we going to get to that yeah. point? Mm-hmm. Right. What do we say all the time? Icebreaker. We yeah. need like an icebreaker or something like that. Well, we've learned to kind of throw that out the window. And it's just <laughs> like whoever decides to speak up first and just do it. Somebody just do it you know so we looked at the clock and said well we got a half an hour if we're gonna do this we better fucking do this so we come back in the room and how should we start (laughs) rj quickly you two together now and the two ladies quickly undressed and started making out and you went down on nessa for a little while before saying all right rj get in here (laughs) you jump off the bed and come up to me immediately reach towards my pants and discover that i'm incredibly turned on and you made a sound that i could tell you were like well let's see where he's at and you seemed quite happy what what, what am i supposed (laughs) to react it was your reaction I, i was busy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was busy. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, again, that's trying to keep the body image thoughts at bay. And again, I said I was a little bit of a planner. We had talked about that at home a little bit. We don't like to prepare too much because then it's like, you don't want to have expectations or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. But you'd like to kind of get an idea of what you're up for for the night. Coming back into the lifestyle a little bit post-pregnancy, I hadn't had any interaction with a woman at all since pre-pregnancy, really. So with, again, the body image thoughts and... 
nerves and things like that. RJ and I both talked about like maybe the girls playing first will break that a little bit. It's another woman who's had babies. It's not, you know, two women who totally get it, totally mm-hmm. understand. And maybe I didn't feel like the possible judgment was going to be there. It didn't seem like it was looming over me as strong as maybe just jumping right in and, yeah, with a that male. Makes sense. And so we we did talk about that a little bit, whether that was going to happen or not. We didn't know, but I was Oh, I knew it was going to happen. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't surprised. That I kind of had somewhat scripted of what, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be tagged in so quickly though, but I don't think I've ever I gotten on a bed that fast though. I tagged him in because that's been my favorite part of full swap now that I've got to experience that is the things that I like that RJ does the best. I want mm-hmm. the other woman to experience that and it affects me more than I thought it would. Like I know what it feels like. I know the thoughts and anything from the the chills that I get or whatever it is. And it's like, I want the other woman to experience that too. And it's just so it, a huge turn on. And well, thank you. <laughs> I enjoy it very much too. <laughs> and then the other thing that you did was right when you felt that I was hard, you started unbuttoning my pants and then you looked around the room for a spot where we could go that you could still have a perfect view. And while you were going down on me, you took several moments to look over and watch what was happening. I will admit the last time we were together, I wasn't very focused on where you were looking because I was more focused on touching you all over and enjoying that. But it was definitely noticeable this time that you sat back and watched. I did. I did watch more this time. I don't know if it was a mix of emotions the first time. Like there was a little fear in there. I was afraid. What if I looked over and saw something like I just absolutely dreaded or, you know, I didn't want to be the one that says, okay, stop. You know, I didn't want that to be me. I kept telling myself that if there was something that I saw, that I didn't like. That's not good, but I kept telling myself that I would handle it later. I would handle my own emotions later. And I I really was telling myself that a lot of it was probably pregnancy hormones. And I really wanted to take that time separate outside of the bedroom to break that down before I really talked to anybody else about it, whether it be you guys in the moment or RJ, you know, just like to break that down for myself first, you know, and this time I didn't, I didn't have that at all. So I didn't have that. I, I knew what I wanted to see. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew and I, and I will say when I did reach my hand down between your legs, you were definitely enjoying what you were saying. <laughs> You're about as red as your shirt right now. <laughs> wow. So this episode really went to a very deep, serious level real quick. We, we, we brought a lot less of the sexy and more of the feelings and mindsets for sure. We sure did. Yeah. That's not our norm. It's not, but at the same time, I think it's important. Absolutely. I knew from the moment that Lacey had brought it up after the mics turned off that it was something that I really wanted to touch on in our unzipping. And then immediately after that episode aired and we had Ashley reach out to us, it was really important to me to get it out there that there are women who feel this way. I felt Ashley was such a great subject to get that out because she was right in the midst of it. And when we asked them, I did it with some hesitation. I I knew we were hanging out that night and I said, hey. This might ruin the sexy vibe, but. (laughs) Do you guys want to record after we play and talk about the things that were going on in your head? Because there was no way we were doing it before we played and kind of risk ruining that. I said it with some hesitation and I even made it clear. You don't have to. We're good. 
it was within 10 seconds she responded absolutely i'd love to talk about it yay her yay you yay lacy i'm happy that you ladies are open to opening up about that and letting other people know that hey this is things that are going through our heads and it's okay if it's going through your head too yeah and i just love how real it is because when you walk into a party or club atmosphere and the women are wearing next to nothing and they're walking around and you may be reading confidence off of them, but they may have struggled just to walk in that door wearing that outfit that night. Or there was a lot more that went into them preparing for that night. And I think that's what's so real about talking about women and body image. Not to say that men don't have body image issues as well, but can only speak to what I know. Going into this evening, we had already kind of talked to RJ and Ashley just briefly about her feeling not as secure in her body as she had been pre-pregnancy. After hearing how helpful it was for her to hear our unzipping about post-pregnancy body image issues, struggles. It kind of occurred to me that this is likely something that is there for so many women in general, but then also women in the lifestyle. And I wanted to kind of get her on the mics and talk a little bit about it because it is so very fresh in her mind right now. And she's literally right in the midst of seeing her body change. She just watched it change as she was pregnant and now she's postpartum. Here she is looking at a whole new body, a completely different body that she's used to, but she's also doing this while doing lifestyle things. And I thought that was just such a unique time for her and a unique time for people that maybe hear about. I got into the lifestyle about three years after my youngest. From my experience, getting into the lifestyle was something that benefited my self-esteem and my even my body image after having had a kid because there was that point where I kind of just had given up and thought, oh, the only person who will find me attractive or sexy is the father of my children because he's been there through it. He watched it. And then like, you know, that's what he signed up for. Like, he and did this, this to me. It's his this fault. Is, yeah, this is what you get. And it was really hard to find myself having any kind of positive body image self-talk. A lot of it was very negative. Every time I see myself in the mirror, it would be, oh, look how fat I've gotten. Oh, look at these stretch marks. Oh, you know. I'm just such a different person. I'm not even attractive now. I'm a mom. All these things that could have been spun to a positive were always a negative in my Mm -hmm. mind. Getting into the lifestyle and feeling sexy again, feeling lusted after again, even just somebody looking at you in a sexual way was so huge in helping me reverse that negative self-talk and make it more positive. So all in all, that's why I thought it was so important to get Ashley on and to talk about these things. And I know this was not our normal. It got really serious and it got really serious really quick. And as we were in the midst of this interview, I think we had all said it to each other after we turned off the mics. We were like, wow, that 
That was really serious. serious. That's not your normal episode. Uh, that's, know, not, that's not our typical, but... At the same uh, time, it's still real life people in is. real life situations. That's what I wanted to show is that these are real people going through all of the normal things that we go through and look at it from a vanilla perspective. And now we're looking at it through the eyes of a lifestyle perspective. I still struggle with the fact that no matter how much I point out to you, how incredible you look and how turned on you make everyone you walk by in the club and how many guys are lined up to want to have sex with you, try to talk to you, anything at the club that you still every time before we go out question, why am I doing this? I don't want to wear this. I don't know if I can do this right now. I still struggle with understanding the thing that you two talked about, no matter what anybody says to you, and it appears also to Ashley and probably to just about every woman that might be going to the club, that unless you're feeling sexy and comfortable in what you're putting on and doing and looking in the mirror and your sexy vibe, you're going to have a hard time bringing the sexy vibe if you're not feeling the sexy vibe yourself. Well, I read somewhere that your body image is not your body. So if that maybe helps explain it to you is that what I see in the mirror and what I feel I look like is not necessarily my actual body. It might not actually be what you see. It's something that I've concocted in my head. And for me, before pregnancy, I was very confident in my body. I was eating healthy. I was working out consistently. And I was very confident in my body. After pregnancy number one, I got back into working out right away and I got my body back as quickly as I could given, you know, now I have a new baby. And then it was pregnancy number two that really just took me out. I didn't have any more time. Now I had two kids at home. I was eating junk because that's what I could eat. You know, that's what I had time to do. I didn't pre-planned meals. I was just taking it day by day. And that was fine for me because I knew I was doing my best as a wife, doing my best as a mom. And I came last. It wasn't about me anymore. I had to put all of these other things first. After a couple of years, and I'm still looking in the mirror and I'm still seeing post-pregnancy number two body, and it's not getting any better. It's only getting worse because I've done nothing to get myself any fitter or trimmer. That's where the change in I know what I used to look like. I kn- my confidence was in my old body, my old body that's no longer in front of me. So now I have to redevelop some sort of confidence in this new body. And while it might not look bad to you or to other people around me who maybe are seeing me for the first time, I have a completely different comparison. I'm looking at a body that's fallen apart versus the body that I used to know. So here I am, all negative self-talk. Why did you do this to yourself? Why? haven't you worked out? Why aren't you eating better? You know, all of those negative things that go into your self-esteem and all of that stuff. That's where it kind of just went downhill. My body image is not necessarily the body you see. And, but you're right. (laughs) All that to say. I hear where you're coming from. I can't say as I agree with it because I'm more of a facts kind of guy, I guess. And maybe most men are where it's like, you know what? I'm looking at you and I see how hot you are. And I see 
all those eyes coming in your direction, but yet it's what's in your own head and you can't force someone to feel a certain way. Right. And that's why it has to come from within. It can't be something that you can compliment me a million times a day. Your compliment is not going to suddenly make me feel confident in my body. And if anybody has any advice, I'd love it because <laughs> those discussions get a little tiring at times about, no, seriously, you that looks phenomenal. Also, <laughs> it's also a conglomeration of multiple things. When you're talking about the day that we're going to the club, leading up to usually I'm perfectly fine, but the build up to the point where we actually have to leave the house to go to the club, for some reason... And I don't even know it's necessarily happening. All of the nerves, all of my insecurities, everything seems to all come to a head right at that like one hour before we're about to leave the house, Mark. And I, you know, <laughs> that, that you moment know, where you look at I me and go, why are we even going to club? Going? I, didn't, I didn't even want to go tonight. And I'm looking at you like we've been talking about <laughs> going this. to the club for the last two weeks. And you're like, yay, I can't wait. This is a great party. Let's do it. And now suddenly it's what, when I, what? <laughs> but it is, it's just everything builds to that that moment. And then I just, I get real in my head and I start questioning if I look okay, why I ate everything I ate all week because now I look bloated or every, all these thoughts and they're nuts. And they're nine, yeah, I would say 85% of them are completely inaccurate and don't even need to be thought. But then the other 15% is probably- Strongly disagree. <laughs> Are just, did I brush my teeth or does my breath smell But alive? from what we've talked to other couples about, this is a standard moment that a lot of the girls have leaving the house or getting ready or even getting out of the car to walk into the club. Yeah. I think it's important that women out there here, those thoughts you're having... Might be normal. Are, <laughs> God, I don't want to put it normal because I still hate <laughs> it's them. It's not normal. But happen and others are feeling the same way. But on a more fun note, we got to check off a big box on our list of things we wanted to try, lifestyle-wise. Yes, <laughs> and that was reverse dating. Finally. I have been waiting so long to do this. <laughs> I know. You were counting down the days to this, too. I, I know it. The second she sent that text, I was like, oh my God, finally, yes, we're going to do this. That's where you play first and then actually do the dating part second. It was funny because we actually stood in the kitchen of the sex part and we didn't come sit down on the couch because we all knew, hey, they're getting here. We have a plan to go play. And we still stood in the kitchen and talked <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> no, we had all this time. We had planned out extra time too. And then what's really even more funny to me is that on our way to the date, uh, me and you driving here, we were talking like, okay, how's this going to work? Are we going to take our shirt off right away? Or like I almost <laughs> suggested that you be waiting in the room. And I had thought about it too. Now I couldn't see this working with a couple that you're just first meeting, but this worked really well in our situation because we know them, we have hung out with them on vanilla dates, on sexy dates. Especially the way that we text. I don't know if you could immediately jump into the bedroom with somebody for the we're first very time. Friendly. For the first yeah, it's time. friendly. Yeah. We wasted an hour still <laughs> trying to transition. <laughs> But we bedroom. also hadn't seen them for a while and, you know, she Very just had true. her baby. So Very we're doing true. the, oh my goodness, he's doing this and that and all of the catch up talk. I will say that that experience was fantastic. I loved it. I was nervous as fuck going into it. 
I'll be completely honest. But for reasons... I felt I had a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I think Ashley is incredibly attractive. Post-pregnancy, still amazingly attractive. I knew that this was something that she was worried about. Yeah. And I was very, very worried that I wouldn't be able to perform. And I was very in my head. And I could not be happier with the fact that the two of you started on the bed. (laughs) Because that allowed me to sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and get aroused. As opposed to jumping on the bed and going, okay, come on, get there, get there, get there. While people were trying to do things. So I think that start was fantastic. Then we get to playing. We get on the bed and we start having sex. And I'm doing a good job controlling things. But at the (laughs) same time, I'm thinking, don't hold back. Because I think it was very important to make sure that I came. Yes. And a few minutes later, came all over her back. We've talked about holding back and not holding back or how important it is in a girl's mind for the guy to finish. Yeah. So there was no holding back on my end. I finished as he continued to pound away and then finished all over you right as it was time to leave. So it worked out perfectly. (laughs) We, We made it happen. That went incredibly well. And it was fun watching the two of you re-get ready in the 30 seconds you guys had so we could run out the door and catch the Uber. And then in the Uber ride, I got to sit in between RJ and Ashley and I put one hand on his knee and one hand on her knee. It was great. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.